0: Welcome to the 52 Academy, a weekly podcast full of new ideas, mindset shifts, and interviews with successful small business owners that will get you thinking and growing your business week by week. I'm Laura K. Sheely.
1: And I'm Emily K. Risch. You can find all episodes of the 52 Academy podcast on our website, 52academy.com, or anywhere podcasts are available. If you like what you're hearing, reach out to us on Instagram and Facebook. At the 52 Academy. Today, I am turning the tables and interviewing my very own co host, Laura Kay, on her new book, The 52 Mindset. Woohoo! Get excited.
0: Pressure's on. Welcome back to the 52 Academy podcast. So, my latest service encounter was a recent visit with my massage therapist. This is basically something that I have on a regular basis because I have some back issues. Mm -hmm. And so I go and sometimes I have my regular massage therapist, but if I can't get in, then I have my backup massage therapist. So in this particular occasion, when I left, the service provider just said thanks and I went on my merry way. But as I got out into the car, I realized I didn't rebook my appointment. Mm -hmm. And then it hit me. A missed opportunity from a sales perspective.
1: Right. I mean, you are a frequent flyer at that spa and salon, so your massage therapist should know they need to get you in there four weeks from today. Absolutely. Because keep in mind that if they rebook me
0: right there, then I'm making a commitment to keep returning and it becomes this regular routine in my life. So this is something that every business owner and salesperson who runs an appointment-based business needs to always keep top of mind. Book that next appointment at the conclusion of the current one. Get it in your routine of the conversation that you literally get them up from the chair or move them over to the checkout line. And then you are instantly asking, can I see you again in six or eight weeks? Or it looks like I have an opening coming up here the 1st of April. Can I schedule you for 10 a.m.? Whatever you can do to automatically set that appointment for them to return is going to ensure your success with future sales.
1: Absolutely. You have to capitalize on the moment when you have this person in your clutches, so to speak, at your location. And, and you know this applies to so many types of business. My chiropractor always books me for my next visit. The gal who comes and tunes up my HVAC from the heating company, every time she comes through, she's booking my next quarterly visit. You know, So anyone who does repeat business, your stylist, your nail technician, whomever it might be, book that client for their follow-up
0: appointment. You could take this one step further. Several years ago, I had someone that was helping me through the purchase of my new home. And through that interaction, they realized that I had some leftover equity. So they marked their calendar six months from my closing date and then reached out to me to remind me that I was able to now set up a home equity line of credit. I gotta tell you, Emily, I would not have even thought about it had that person not rebooked the appointment for me six months later. They also made it super convenient when they made the call, they said, hey, Laura K. I I have this in my calendar to remind you to set up your home equity line of credit. And if it works for you, I'm gonna send the paperwork over to your office and then we'll set you up for signing Friday at 10 a.m. This was genius because as a busy professional, you better believe I didn't really wanna look for time or figure out how I was gonna fit this in. And by them automatically suggesting the date and the time, I was an instant yes. I had everything line up and I didn't even have to think about whether or not this was something I wanted to do. They positioned it like it was something I needed to do.
1: That's brilliant. I also find that catching me in the moment almost peer pressures me into making a commitment that I didn't plan on making. Just last week, I was at my gym and I took a free Pilates class. You know, the kind with the elaborate reformer machine with the springs and the loops and kind of all that jazz. And it was a one-on-one intro to Pilates lesson with this Pilates instructor. And at the end of the session, you know, she said, I have an opening in my 6 a.m. class on Thursdays. And she opened up her laptop and booked me in before I even knew what was happening. And normally I would have kind of just gone home and been like, oh, I'll think about it. Let me get back to you. And then this instructor would have had to stalk me to get me to even respond to her. And that's something to keep in mind as you are, you know, seizing upon this moment to rebook these clients. The amount of effort you're going to save yourself in follow-up calls and texts and emails and just even trying to get that customer back on the phone. And, you know, honestly, I probably would not have signed up for the Pilates. But she caught me in the moment, and now I'm starting Pilates next week. (laughs) And I'm paying a fortune for it because it's a big upcharge on top of the gym membership that I'm already paying for. But I enjoyed it, and I was feeling good and limber and whatever after the session with her, and she caught me in the moment, and it totally worked. And so now I'm doing Pilates. And this is so critical because as a
0: service provider, you need to understand that when they're right there in front of you, they're captive and you've set this sense of return with them by reminding them to set their next appointment. So like you said, Emily, you don't wanna have to be tracking them down later, figuring out if they're gonna call you back, seeing if they want follow-up. You wanna catch them right there, put it on their calendar, and they also walk out with a great feeling that you've really taken care of them, not only for this time, but you're ready to come right back for the next time that they need service as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. She was there ready to guide me on this Pilates journey of fitness and health. And I was like, we're doing this, right? So like all of a sudden she and I, now we're a team and this is happening. And so she really did capitalize on that moment we had shared.
0: And I think it's important to understand, too, that you're creating almost a sense of obligation with the customer that by booking those appointments out, they also understand that you're doing that with other customers. And so if something comes up and they have to consider canceling, they're really going to think through whether or not they want to lose their spot in the calendar Mm. by canceling their appointment. This happens Mm -hmm. all the time with my hairdresser where I'm consistently booked six to eight weeks out And if something comes up, my travel schedule changes or I feel like I need to cancel, I got to think really hard about whether or not I want to lose my place and try to find another one because I know that she's such an expert at booking
1: things out in advance. Mm, There's a little bit of a scarcity mindset happening where you might miss your chance and then, you know, those roots are going to grow out of control because you let go of your, uh uh-oh, I just gave, she just gave me a dirty look through this window (laughs) Dear listeners, we're sitting in the studio, and there's this sort of like plexiglass wall between us, and I gave away the state secret about Laura Kay's hair. Not my natural hair.
0: (laughs) But yes, Emily, it's so important uh, for all service providers, product salespeople, you know, really, even if this is just your side hustle, set that next appointment with the customer. Even if you're not an appointment-based business, think about how are you setting yourself up for the next sale. If you're selling a product that you know typically runs out every 30 days, put them on some type of a renewal plan. Anything you can do to make it extremely convenient for that customer to keep returning is gonna help you blow up your sales and completely start increasing your network.
1: And I think you raise a great point, too, about looking at your product and thinking about how you could turn it into something that's subscription-based. I recently got very into these personalized vitamin packs, and I've always been sort of willy-nilly about my health and my nutrition and all of these things. And I thought, well, this seems pretty straightforward. They've customized these packs for me, and they just keep coming. And it's auto-renewal. If I were going about my day-to-day and I had to actually go to a store to purchase this box of vitamins, if I ran out, meh, I mean, I'll be fine if I don't have vitamins for a couple of weeks or whatever. I'll get around to it, but the fact that it's automatic every 30 days, I get this big new box of vitamins, and it keeps coming, so I keep taking them. Otherwise, I would delay the purchase. I wouldn't make the purchase. But because it keeps showing up, number one, it keeps charging my credit card. So they keep making money off of me. And then I incidentally then just keep being healthy because this stuff just keeps showing up on my doorstep. Maybe I need to make all the healthy things in my life on autopilot so that it all just forces me by like the guilt of it being there to make healthier choices. (laughs) Absolutely. Walk
0: out of every service appointment with setting the next appointment and use every possible product in your life that's on some type of a renewal mm-hmm. and you'll set your lifestyle in a really easy and convenient mindset.
1: Okay, friends, we have some exciting news today. Our very own Laura K. Sheely has written a book. It is out now on Amazon. You can find it online. The book is called The 52 Mindset Your Week by Week Journey to Extraordinary Growth. And today, Laura has allowed me to turn the tables on her and do a little interview so we can learn all about the book and The 52 Mindset. Welcome, Laura Kay. This will be interesting. <laughs> So as we all know, as our listeners are very, very well aware, you have a long and distinguished career in sales and leadership. You've been all over the country as a speaker, as a mentor, as a coach. You've sort of seen it all and done it all and learned a lot. As I understand it, this is sort of all of your experience coming together in the form of a book. Yeah, it's
0: exciting. I think it was back in 2016, I wrote a white paper Mm -hmm. called The 52, and it was basically 52 different ideas for real estate sales professionals on how they could grow their network. As I put that white paper out and started using it with some different customers, I realized that there was a much broader market for this conversation other than just in the real estate industry. Basically, all salespeople run up against the hurdle of they run out of ideas. And most importantly, they forget that the localized market that they have around them operating in their daily life is a huge opportunity for them to continually grow and promote their business. We think so many times about, oh, we got to blow up our social media feed or, oh, we got to get so many people on our mailing list, when in reality, we have 52 or more different networking groups that we are probably
1: already a part of if we just start to break
0: it down week by week.
1: And the point of the book is growing your network, which I find very interesting and, a, and an important distinction. It's not a bunch of sales tactics or tricks, but really about how to genuinely grow your network.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I learned early on in my own sales career that you, know, you can have the greatest marketing and the best written message, but if it doesn't go out to a very big audience, where does it really go? This book is about using a week-by-week strategy to ultimately increase the number of people that are in the audience hearing your sales message. So what would you say is the number one mistake salespeople make Probably I would say the number one thing that I see is missing the opportunity for follow-up from the daily interactions that they have that could ultimately tell people about their product. Oh, really? Okay. I see this all over the place where people go to their own service appointments or they go to an event. They go to their kid's soccer game and people just genuinely ask, what do you do for a living? And they answer but then they don't connect it back to how they could ultimately let that person know that if they needed them, they would be there in the future. And so what the book does is it helps you to first identify who these people are, where you're interacting every week, and then talks about how you can ultimately take that to the next level with different activities or action steps that you can do
1: to add those contacts to your network. I think so many of us now, when you say the word network, we instantly think social network, Mm -hmm. my Instagram followers. I need hundreds of thousands of people to like and comment on my stories. But really what you're talking about is your real life network. Yes. It's the organic growth that
0: you make through human to human interaction. There's only, I think, one or two chapters of the 52 that actually talk about social media. I focus on Instagram and LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But that is more about using a strategy to make sure that the people that are in your real life are also in your social media life. I see that a lot as well with salespeople where they think a lot about, you know, increasing the followers, but they've forgotten that the gal down the street doesn't even connect with them on social media. So any messaging that they're putting out on social media isn't even being seen by the people who see them in real
1: life every day. Well, it's a shift in your mindset because you need to stop thinking about these internet friends and followers and think about the people who are truly in your day-to-day life. The dad you're standing on the sidelines next to at your kid's soccer game or the coffee shop owner that you know is up the street from you. These people you probably aren't networked with them on LinkedIn or on social media. And so activating the people who are truly in your real everyday life to build your network.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, the 52 mindset really developed early on in my career with the overwhelming feelings that you have with the idea of when you're trying to grow your sales, you're trying to figure out who do I contact and how do I plan my day and what tasks do I need to align? And, and I found myself after going to seminar after seminar, reading lots of books and kind of just sucking up everything possible organizationally, that I was overwhelmed. And I needed to simplify it. And so what I came up with was this 52 mindset where basically I said to myself, if I can do one thing a week for 52 straight weeks, and that one thing really set the theme for my activities for the rest of the week or my to-do lists or whatever – then how could that potentially transform my business? And so I started that process and just basically grabbed a different idea every week and started putting it together. And as they added up over that year period of time, my network just exploded. Using the 52 mindset really transforms a lot of my life in the sense that I think about if I'm gonna lose weight, what's the one thing I'm gonna do this week to move me to that next level? If I want to have more activity, what's the one thing I'm going to do this week to get more miles in on my bike? And so it's really taking that whole strategy of, you know, some people do daily to-do lists or they try to figure out what they're going to do every hour. They're time blockers. What I do is I just say, what's the one thing this week
1: that's going to move me forward? I love that. And I think that that is easy to digest and easy to dive into, especially if you're a business person, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you're looking for new ideas. Because I feel like anyone who's any business person worth their salt is always looking for the next big thing, the next easy thing, right? What's that one secret ingredient that's going to bake the greatest cake you've ever had? This truly does Simplify that down. You've got that one thing each week that you can focus on and build upon week after week after week. What I
0: find is that, you know, with the 52, you've always got something new to be looking at, and it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing over and over because a 52-week cycle is a pretty long time for a salesperson's attention span. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all pretty much successful because we're ADHD.
1: Moving, going, and (laughs) on to the next thing. Yeah. Right.
0: The 52 really helps you to understand, okay, simplify it. One thing this week, what's the activity or the action that matches that theme? but also over a 52-week cycle, you're getting different things every week. So it feels like it's refreshing. It Mm -hmm. feels like you're kind of taking a little bit of a new direction, but it's all building upon itself. And the book is meant to be digested one week at a time, one chapter per week. Yes. As I say in the intro, I mean, I completely understand because I do this myself. If you give me a book with a diet plan over 30 days, believe me, I'm going to be reading that sucker in the first three days. Cover to cover, and then maybe I'll come back and break it down day by day with the activity. (laughs) But I really encourage people, if you're a person that reads it straight through, go for it. But then come back. Put it on your desk or put it wherever you reference your weekly planning session And just turn it to whatever week you're in. You know, the chapters are organized by week. So if you're in week two, it corresponds. So it makes it really easy for you to match up and go, okay, you know, we're just going to do this step by step, and then we're going to have extraordinary results in the end.
1: What was the experience like writing a
0: book? (laughs) Oh, man, I got to tell you, it was really fun. I've heard a lot of people tell me, you know, they would be stressed about it or it would be you know, overwhelming. But for me, once I sat down and started pounding away at the laptop, it just kind of poured out. The first thing I did, it actually started about a year and a half ago um, when I met with my business coach and she asked me to put down some really big goals. And I had kind of had writing a book in the back of my mind for 15 years. I mean, as a speaker, oftentimes the first thing people want to know is, do you have a book? What? What's the product that you have to sell with it? And I, I never had had one. And I really didn't write the book for that purpose, but I certainly felt like it was something that I wanted to check off the life's bucket list. When she asked me to write down the goals, that was the first one I wrote down. Write the book. Write a book. Yep. I knew that when I wrote the original white paper that I had enough content to build on right there that it could become a book. But sitting down and taking the time to do it was really hard, especially as somebody who travels all the time and has a very busy sales career that I manage full time. This creative process really was something that I had to do separate and kind of isolate myself from everything else going on. So... I decided to take a book retreat. So I went for a week to the Bedford Village Inn in New Hampshire. Little shout out there. Basically flew out there and sat in a hotel room for about four or five days. I had a little accountability check at the end of the week because I was meeting uh, with the mastermind group with my business coach. So I knew that by the end of the week, I was going to have to say, how's the book coming? And, you know, really have a good answer. So that helped me. But I was able to sit down over that period of time and get about 26 chapters out. And you'll see if you read the book that the chapters are short enough. They're just, they're little nuggets of information that really kind of sets you going on the activity. But so I got about the first 26 chapters done, came home, and then the momentum really was there because it was like, okay, we got this halfway in, now let's finish it. And over the next several weeks, it took me, I think, another three or four weeks of just Forcing myself through the weekend to sit down and crank it out. Yeah. So to write the book, it actually took me about 30 to 45 days, which is really quick compared to what a lot of people do with their writing process. But like I said, I feel like the content has been there and ready to be developed for years. So once I started cranking it out, it was really easy to put it together. That's very exciting. Yeah. Now here we are. Your baby is out in the world. It's exciting. I got to tell you, it's definitely one of those times in your life that you look in the mirror and you go, you did that. My husband and I were on a road trip on Friday and the first picture of the 3D book came so we could use it for some social media posts and that kind of thing. And. And I just turned to him and showed him the picture as we were driving and just had one of those moments where it was like, you just scream, you cry, your hands are flying up. It's like, you you want to remember that moment. So right, because really cool. you
1: did this. I mean, mm-hmm. what a thing to be able to say, I've checked my big goal off the to-do list. Yeah. And now, you know, the next step I always say is it's always
0: a little nerve wracking because it's like, you know, you you have this beautiful baby and then you give it out to the world and you hope they don't tell you your baby's ugly, you know?
1: <laughs> well, I've read your baby. It's not ugly.
0: <laughs> um, you know, I remember when I first sent the what I call the very rough draft to my editor, Candy, and when she came back and said, it's really good. And I thought, Oh my gosh, you have no idea what that means. Because even though she had to do editing and proofing and to make it look as great as it ended up, you know, you have the stream in your head. And and when a person comes back and really affirms it for you, it was a fun moment for sure. And the exciting part about the book, I think, is there's a wonderful foreword by my co-host,
1: Emily Carrish. <laughs> yes. I did add a little of my own sparkle to the preface of the book. So there is a little foreword by yours truly, mainly just hyping Laura Kay and why she's awesome and why everyone needs to buy this book. I mean, obviously now that you all know that I have contributed <laughs> in a small way, I know that's going to really- Best seller for send sure Send you now. all out in droves to buy this book as you should. Uh, I think it's been exciting for me as your friend to watch you go through this process and to see you- launching a project that's so dear to your heart and really the culmination of just all the things you've learned in your career. Because I think you have gone above and beyond to learn and grow and be the very best. Now you are putting that into a format that is going to enable you to share it with the world and to help others achieve what you've achieved.
0: Those are some beautiful words. I really thank you for that. And I mean, all I can say is that if you're out there, you're listening to this and you've had a dream about writing a book or somehow making your content shareable with others, it is absolutely possible. You know, when I first started the process, it it was really easy to get overwhelmed with the idea of now I need to find a publisher and I need to do this. And in order to get your work out there now, the technology is so readily available it's really just a matter of setting the goal and then breaking it down into those week-by-week week mindsets to try to get it checked off. So it's
1: been a real blessing in my life, and I, I couldn't be more excited to give it to the world. Well, we are excited. I am excited for you as well. Is there any other advice you have for people wanting to write a book? Yeah, I would say
0: if you're considering writing a book, get yourself a book coach. I had one. Uh, She also was my editor. Somebody to guide you through the process, even little things like what's the best software to use so that when you hand it off for editing and proofreading, it's easy for them. Or understanding the process of getting your book to Amazon. All that stuff is you don't have to be an expert at it. Just be the writer and let somebody else guide you through the process. I think that's great advice. Yeah, so the book at this point, it was on Amazon in February, so make sure that you go get yourself a copy. And if you would like more information on how you can take it a step further after you read the book, reach out to the 52 Academy because that's why we ultimately built the Academy was we recognized that we would have listeners and readers that need a little bit more help, need some accountability, need somebody to help them one-on-one, break it down for their own individual business plan. And so that's ultimately what we're here to
1: help you with. Thank you so much. This has been fun interviewing you. Thank you again, everyone. Run out. Buy, buy, buy the book. It is The 52 Mindset by Laura K. Sheely, available on Amazon and through our website, the52academy.com. All of the
0: ideas, comments, and strategies presented on the 52 Academy podcast are independently presented by Laura K. Sheely and Emily K. Risch. There is no affiliation with their employers or any other business networking groups. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.